what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 55, volume 3 of Big Fan. My name is Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of SpaghettiOs for Thanksgiving, quick trips to the mountains for a Christmas tree cutting, and nutcrackers. My name's Summer, and I'm a big fan of 71 degree Thanksgivings where families can get together and social distance. Heated seats on cold fall days mm. and start of college basketball, regardless if they're fans or not. Word up, word up. And let's go real quick about the heated seats on the cold day. I love how your butt feels. You go sit in that heated seat. If you let it warm up for about three, four minutes, not too hot, just right, buddy. Heat those buns, right, Hank? Hey, it's the best feature in the car. Sometimes I don't even turn on my heat. Just exactly. turn on the heat. And – um I always I, I'm a crank my car first kind of guy and then get in it later. Yes. You know, and uh, I, I I love getting in a warm car. Me too, brother. Me too. Well, buddy, uh, we're coming to you on December the 2nd on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. We just got through our Thanksgiving holiday last week. And Hank, tell me a little bit about yours and I'll be happy to share the joys of my Thanksgiving. It was a uh, one for the ages. We'll start with you. Well, we had Reagan's sister and my brother-in-law and their two kids come in town. And anytime anybody was in the house, they wore a mask. Okay. We sat outside and we ate. And thank God it was beautiful weather because we had my in-laws over, my mom and dad, and my mom came over just to get food. But, you know, if we were in the house, we were wearing masks, kids and all. And that's odd. You know, it's yeah. just weird to do it, but it did feel kind of nice to get together and to kind of have, you know, a holiday was like that because, you know, there was some real like angst about trying to get together and people, what they thought was reasonable, not reasonable. You know, do you get tests before? Do you even like, do you even see each other? And, um, you know, I, I, we were worried about it because you don't know what everybody's doing, but you hope everybody's safe. And I think when you took, I think when you, you bring in kids, you know, college age kids and stuff like that. That's when it starts to get a little bit more dangerous. Um, but you know, my brother in law and sister in law were in the mountains the week before, um, by themselves, um, mm -hmm. social distancing. So it made us feel a little bit better, but you know, it's, a, it, it's a tough time right now to try to get together. And, you know, a, a lot of these holidays and we won't know it will be our last with our, with a loved one. And, you know, we, we won't get that back. So it kind of pushed people to probably, you know, hopefully they made the smartest decision um, for their family, but who knows? How does one drink a bourbon properly on Thanksgiving with the mask on, Hank? I mean, did you have to like pull it down fast, take a swallow, and then put the mask back up? How does one do this? You know, you know how the masks have those like lines across. Yes. Well, if you care, exacto knife a slit <laughs> under one of those. Nobody knows that there's a hole in the mask, and you can just just Perfect. quick sip, just yeah. quick sip. 
And for all you? you for all you smokers out there too, I mean, I think you could apply the cigarette technique too to that little hole, right? You just quick quick puff, 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 and then put it down, right? Would that work as well? Quick drag. Quick drag. Quick drag. Yeah. yeah, so um our Thanksgiving, you know, it was it was unbelievable, Hank. So the day before Thanksgiving, this is Wednesday. This was actually last Wednesday. Um we got word that one somebody that we knew that who we were around the previous weekend's wife got diagnosed with uh, COVID. And so we were scrambling around because we were supposed to travel to High Point uh, to go see Jennifer's folks and her family and her 93-year-old grandmother. So we're scrambling around to get tests just to try to make sure everything's cool before we travel. And fortunately, we were able to get a rapid test and the results were negative. But still, I was so on edge about going anywhere because of the situation. I just ended up staying put. Jennifer went to go see her family. They social distance is crazy. There were three families, three parts, her sister and then her grandmother. Everybody uh, kind of hung out in three different sections of the house, two of them being one outside, one being on a patio and one being like right in the little foyer. So they were together, but not really together, you know, as together as you can be. So that was great that they got to do that. At least see each other where uh, poor little Chato was nestled on the couch slurping up spaghettios at 11:45 for thanksgiving dinner hank you feel sorry for me i don't i don't because you know <laughs> I, I know probably some of the other things you were slurping up and they were probably <laughs> a cold bourbon is what they probably were oh, so God. i don't so feel bad for you although i know that your family definitely missed you especially your brother-in-law because i know that cat this is this week last weekend is his super bowl right this is his super bowl Thanksgiving weekend, which <laughs> that's exactly right, Hank. You know, typically we get down there on a Wednesday, and Hank, I mean, uh, Todd and I are locked down in the basement, listening to Nirvana Unplugged from 1996 over and over on a loop. And every basketball game, I mean, it could be like San Diego State versus North Dakota Central, and we are d- just zoomed in on this this basketball game. But this year, you know, no late night basketball, no listening to music till four in the morning. But it will make next year extra, extra special. I guarantee you that. You know, I mean, we're, we might, who knows what will happen next year, Hank. I mean, I, you were with your brother-in-law, too. Did any craziness happen like normally happens when you are together? Or was it just kind of, you know, hum, ho-hum, if you will? No, we had a good, we had a good time. We had a good time. We had, um, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's just different when you're you're forced to live under different restraints that you're not used to. Um, but we had a good time and, uh, you know, I, the, the best is when you go over to your in-laws house and he comes back in the room with some sort of red drink and I ask what it is. And he said, I just put stuff together. So <laughs> we, we ended up getting real creative on Thanksgiving over there. So, um, it was fun, man. We, um, we had a good time that Friday after Thanksgiving, we, um, you know, we've got uh, some property out in Vail and we went out there and hunted in the morning and then we did some work and we shot guns and rode four wheelers. And, you know, it was uh, nice to be able to do all that stuff outside because everybody felt like it was just a normal day. So it was a, uh, we had a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I did uh, discover, so Jennifer left me a couple little things that she made before she went to the Thanksgiving in High Point, like a deviled egg. She left me a little cranberry sauce. There were some mashed potatoes and stuff. So one thing, this is I can't believe I'm sharing this with y'all, but I got really bored. And, you know, I was probably a couple 
bourbons deep. It was halftime of the first game. You know, I ate my SpaghettiOs at 1130, but, you know, I'm not a big eater, so I left a half a little pot on the stove. Well, I came back and started experimenting with SpaghettiOs. So I would put SpaghettiOs on a deviled egg, eat it, right? Put SpaghettiOs, mix it with cranberry sauce, eat it. Take SpaghettiOs, put it with mashed potatoes and gravy, eat it. So anyway, you know, I, I did have a quite the smorgasbord of SpaghettiOs. So if anybody needs to know what goes good with SpaghettiOs and what goes bad, I'm your man. Come talk to me. I think I tried it. Did I try it in my drink? Yeah, I think I might have even put it in like my bourbon and stirred it around. So anyway, it was uh, quite the creative day for Chad over here with SpaghettiOs and uh, different uh, other types of food and drink. That that sounds like a, a jailhouse culinary school. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more disgusting than hearing about how you experimented with spaghettios. Yes. So uh, no, it's uh, I'm glad you were able to get fed because anybody else on the planet, I would have worried that you know you would have starved to death. But you know, spaghettios that's a I, I, that could be a meal for you know two or three meals for you. Oh, it lasted me lunch, dinner, and breakfast the next morning, so I was perfectly content. But, you know, after Thanksgiving, Jennifer and the girls came back Thursday night. We all kind of hung out. We watched the movies. And then Friday, we got up early. And we haven't done this in quite quite a few years, Hank, but we piled in the old family truckster, and we rolled up to the mountains in Newland, and we cut down a Christmas tree. Wow. We went up there and braved the elements of 74 degrees on Friday, you know, and uh, I guarantee, I guarantee you still had on your scarf and your uh, your uh, Mars jacket, toboggan, big big jacket. Yes, a couple scarfs on gloves. I was sweating like a mother when we got up there. But we roll up there. We went with my sister and her family, and it was fun, man. We took the dogs. Like Koa's first, Koa normally doesn't get to do anything except stay in his house. We took him up the mountains. She brought her dog. They got to, do I? Pipe. He gets to bite. Yeah, he like he's really good at that. But we went up there. We hiked around until you know we thought we found the perfect tree, and so we're like you know whistling, "Hey, we got it, we got it!" Everybody's looking at it. You know, our family. Are we sure this is the one? Are we sure this is the one? Yeah, Dad, this is the one. And so we look to our right. You know, three trees over. I don't know, y'all. That's the perfect one. So we go over. The poor guy holding the chainsaw. He followed us around for at least twenty minutes until we found the right one. Finally, we get it. He he cuts it down for us. He loads it up. We get it in the you know we get it on the car and uh, the guy tying it to the car. We don't have racks or anything on Jennifer's car, so he's wrapping it underneath the you know the we roll down the windows. He's wrapping the the the, the yarn, the string, the whatever the knot, the rope inside the car. And I was like, man, yeah, you're pretty good at this. Uh, you must have done been doing this for a while. He's like. Nope. First day. So as soon as he says that, Jennifer <laughs> looks at me and she was like, no, 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 no. Make wrap, Tell him to wrap it again. Wrap it again. Get somebody over here. Let's wrap it up again. So we spent another 20 minutes. I mean, there was so much rope on this car, Hank. I mean, you thought we came from a rope convention. It was just, it was piled down. That tree was going nowhere. But the look on her eye, because, you know, only us, the East family, would the tree be on a car and we're coming down the mountain? Would it fly off and hit another car? It would only happen to us. So we made sure it, it would fly down and it, and, it, and it worked out well. Well, you know, it's funny is we went Sunday morning, Reagan Harris and I got in the car and we drove up to the mountains and got our tree. Yeah. And we went up, did you 181? Yeah, exactly. What was the name of your place? 
it was Sam's. That's where we were, Sam's Nursery. Yep, so we went to Sam's. Did you go in Krista's and get a yeast roll? You do two cinnamon roll. Two cinnamon roll. Can we talk about Krista's for a second? Let's just talk about it for one second. Great place. The place was slammed. This is their philosophy. They must have lost out on probably $23,000 this day. The place is packed, Hank. So you get a little sheet and you mark your order. Did you see that? You got to mark your order on this pad and then you turn it in. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. And then so she says, order up. And then she puts it in the back. And so I was, people were trying to pay. And she was like, no, no, no. Don't worry about paying until after you eat. Okay. So the line was so deep and so many people in there. Like if you're trying to pay, you're going to be in line for 20 minutes. People were just bouncing. They were just in it. I mean, eat, waiting in line, but couldn't pay it. So they would just bounce. So poor Christus took a hit. However, they sold a lot of yeast rolls. Those yeast rolls are the heat. I, you know, I, they are incredible. But if you go up there, we go up to that same spot every year. And we went out there and just like you, you know, Saturday, there must have been a lot of trees because it was slim pickings on Sunday. Really? And I love it. So Reagan wanted a seven foot tree. And I, I, I told her, we're, we're getting an eight foot tree, right? Got to get an eight yeah. foot tree. We, we're not going to end up with something small. But the guy that's measuring these trees, he might have had a couple bourbons too. Because, you know, you look at one tree and you're like, there's no way that thing's eight feet. Then you look at another and say, that one's 10 feet. Right. What is, I mean, what's going on? So we did the same thing. We walked around a lot. Harris is like, you know, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And really, we all know who's the judge here, right? Yes. Mama. Reagan, right? right. Mama gets the end all. Stay. Yes. She said, I got it right here. So we look at it. She's like, yeah, I think that's it. Cuts that thing down. We're walking down the, the hill. Wait a minute. Maybe this one's a better one. Because that the one we cut down, this is when I become in charge. I'm like, <laughs> cut that thing down. We're done for the day. So like you, we went over there. But I guess we got my man on day two putting that up on the roof because <laughs> he tied it up beautifully. He went up there. Well, first of all, they had three guys getting this tree up there. One of them was about eight foot tall. He didn't need a ladder or anything up. He slung that thing up on the top of, that, of, of my Tahoe. And then they had two little guys get up on ladders, ladders on the side of my car wow. and just wow, 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 wow. They wrapped it up quick. Damn. What you know? That is a business. Like when I was there Saturday, I'm t- there. I'm there. Went a thousand people, but there were five hundred, six hundred people up there all around the place. I mean, maybe we should open a Christmas farm, a Christmas tree farm, Hank. What do you think? Do you know anything about Christmas trees? I know absolutely nothing, but I could say. You know, come and get it. Here we go. Eight foot, nine foot, ten foot trees here. Five foot, four foot, three foot here. Come get your trees. You know, and then you could be the guy that, you know, you, they, you cut them down and we'll get somebody else, somebody tall, like maybe Michael. Maybe he can put them on top of the cars. You know, we can get someone slinging yeast rolls, maybe slinging some cold beverages on the side. I mean, this could be phenomenal. I'm driving the tractor on the hay rides. That's what my job's going to be. Don't put me on tree cutting. That's <laughs> interesting. You know, North Carolina is one of the top three states uh, of Christmas tree producers in the entire world, Hank. Is it? Well, I know that they've produced the tree in Rockefeller Center, um, you know, so before. I know that they've done it to the White House before. But did yep. you see the tree in Rockefeller Center? Did you see the most recent tree that they got up there? Dude, that one looked a little shabby. 
a little it, shabby. It's a huge Charlie Brown tree. Yes, absolutely. I mean, how are they going to fluff that thing up? That thing was embarrassing to see. They must do some stuff, or maybe it needs some time to like fall or whatever, spread its wings. But when they first got that thing up before they put the lights on it, dude, we were like, eeks, it has been a rough year, a perfect 2020 Rockefeller tree. You know, this thing is hurting. Exactly right. I said, if 2020 were a tree, that would be it. Because I don't know, it, you wouldn't want too much to fall on that tree because it might fall off because <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of holes in that tree. Absolutely. You know, last year, the 2019 White House tree did come from Avery County. I read that yesterday. And they say more live Christmas trees this year have been sold than over the in the past like 20 years. So um, I guess because people are wanting to, they're still at, they're at home because of COVID. They want to feel, they want to have a good feeling, you know, something that would bring them some joy. And I guess getting a live tree, decorating it as a family, you know, that is why they're doing it. And, and actually they're doing it even earlier, Hank. I mean, normally, you know, you see lights up going around right around Thanksgiving, right after shit. Lights were going up this year around after Halloween. So people are anxious to get to the festive holiday season. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. You can even see it in my, my house. We're way early. You know, we're usually like middle of the month people. And um, we got ours. We're we're up. Our tree's up. Lights are on it. Yeah. Uh, it's on it. We've got uh, ours is put together, so I, I I think people are looking for any and all reasons to put a smile on their face. And if a Christmas tree does that, then get that son of a gun up. Well, don't you think it does? Like I'm looking as we're broadcasting here live on this Wednesday, December second. I'm in this little room that I'm staring at our Christmas tree, and I turn to my left, and there are 13 nutcrackers just staring right back at me, Hank. And if that if a nutcracker doesn't give you that warm and fuzzy feeling, buddy. I don't know what does. I don't know what you're into, Chad, but I think that's a weird, weird thing that you just said. So I think the tree gives <laughs> me a good feeling, but I'm never going to say nutcracker. Gives me a <laughs> oh, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. We get a new nutcracker every year since the day Olivia was for her first Christmas. And so we've got like lots of nutcrackers and, you know, all different colors, all different sizes, all different shapes. So, you know. Nutcracker. It's what makes the world go round. I guess. Wait, hey, you know what's going to happen? Is one day you're going to die and Olivia's going to look at Lucy Rose and say, Do I have to take these things? Do I have to Let's take these? Burn them. Let's burn them all. <laughs> Let's burn them. Speaking of uh, Christmas Day and all this tip, we've got a couple more weeks until the big day. But, you know, have you, I can't remember, are you a procrastinator when it comes to? Christmas shopping or do you get it done early? I can't remember. What is your philosophy? So I'm a little bit of a planner and uh, I'm early and, you know, I do a bulk of our Christmas shopping for Paris myself. Um, but I also shop for like my mom and dad and her mom and dad for Harris, you know, just to make it easy. Yeah. So I've just about got everything done. Um, so, you know, that's the beauty of having wow. Ship to my office. If I show you in my office right now, I've got, you know, I've got, I'll show you. I've got boxes hidden under credenzas, behind doors, <laughs> behind yes, chairs. Yeah. I've got, I've got boxes everywhere. So um, I'm not a procrastinator. I, I, I like to get stuff done early. Um, yeah. The only problem with that is, is if you get it done early, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to be like, 
did I get him enough? Did it, right. did, did I get, does he need that? Does he, you know, how about Reagan? What does she need? Did my mom get hers? Whatever. So uh, that's the only problem is you start to second guess. It. Yeah. You'll be running out to Ollie's on December 23rd and see me just getting my initial run of Christmas presents while you're panicking for your third or fourth run of Christmas gifts. This is my first run right to Ollie's. That's my go-to. They got dollar books in there. You can get real cheap candies, you know, some type of bath bombs. Uh, there's always scented candles. Um, I mean, everything that, you know, a, a loved one needs, you find right at Ollie's. You know, I didn't think that you could make a holiday worse for your family than, <laughs> than you had already. But, you know, last year we talked about, and everybody will remember this, how CVS was oh. the place that you went the last minute gift ideas. And you go in there and you, the top, you know, the top shelf has all the, the gifts that are really cheap yes. or you go to that, that board that as seen on TV, you Absolutely. know, one of those and you get, you know, maybe a lint collector or something like that. But now <laughs> what you've decided to do is to go to Ollie's and supplement this. I it's, can tell you, right. If your kids don't murder you when you are <laughs> 70, then you've done something spectacular. See, you missed the dates. Ollie's is the 23rd. You go to CVS on the 24th for that last minute gift. Do you understand? The 23rd, oh, Ollie's, 24th, CVS. Now you got the schedule down. Now you're aware. CVS is like the fine jewelry, right? That's Ollie's cool. is just like other stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Hank, I saw you this past weekend and, you know, we were celebrating a friend's birthday and it was a good time to see everybody, everybody outside social distancing, hitting tennis and eating pizza and all that fun stuff. And we got in a conversation that I thought was kind of interesting that I want you to elaborate on here in a minute. So we were talking about when it's Thanksgiving and you're excited to get back from fall break and, and, you know, and see your friends. And, you know, when you get back from college, there's really no curfew. You go see your friends at the tap room and, you know, you're kind of out and about. Your mom and dad really can't tell you what time to be home because you're in college now. You're, you know, you're, you're a man. You think you're a man, right? You're 18. But let's go back to when you're a freshman and let's build it up to you're a senior, even into college. Because one of our buddies, even though he was in college, Hank, to his senior year, his curfew was 11.30. I am not kidding you. This dude is 22 years old, senior year in college. And we're like, the party's just kicking off. It's during the summer. And I was like, where are you going? He's like, man, I got a curfew. I was like, dude, you're 22 years old. You don't need a curfew anymore. But anyway, let's start here. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Let's go freshman year. First time kind of out of the town. Mom and dad, hey, I'm going out, mom and dad. And they say, Hank, you need to be home at blank. Talk to me about curfews. Right. So you're talking about freshman year in high school. Yes, high school, freshman year. So, you know, it's kind of funny because Harris is 11 and the other day he started talking to me about, can you, do you remember when my curfew was 7.30? When I had to go to bed, like 7.30? And, you know, he's talking about like when he was in first grade, yeah. kindergarten. Whatever. And, um, you know, he's worked his way up. He's in fifth grade now. He's worked his way up to about 9.30, right? Yeah. Sounds about right. Right in there, 9.15, 9.30. But, you know, you start getting in high school. And I remember my high school one was 11. All right. It was 11. 
My mom and dad said, nothing good is going on after 11. Mm-hmm. All right. And that was especially for my freshman. And, you know, your freshman year, 11, you were getting in at like 1050. Yes. You're, you, you know, chancing it. Your, your dad was going to have your butt. Right. And to be honest, the freshman, you're not going out too much. You don't have a vehicle. Your friends don't have vehicles yet. You might go out and about a couple times during the year, or you go to a friend's house and spend the night or whatever. But yeah, 11 o'clock, pretty standard protocol. Very nice uh, there, Hank. So freshman, sophomore year, 11-ish. Keep going. Right. Sophomore year, like you said, it's still 11. You still have your car. You're worried that you're going to lose your car. So you're like, hey... I, I got to be in by 11. So if you want to ride home, we're going to have to leave this place about 1040 so I can get you home and get back. Right. So that's how your junior year, you start to have those friends who have parents that are a little bit more lax than your parents and they start getting curfews of 12 or not even curfews. And you're <laughs> like, man, I'm going to have to start working on my spending the night out game because yeah. there's no way my mom and dad are going to let me move this to 12. So then it becomes, all right, your junior year, you're starting to spend the night out a little bit more. And you're like, okay, when I do come in, it's going to be at 11 or at 10, 59, 58. And you're going to roll in that place like your hair's on fire, right? Yes. So that's exactly what happens your junior year. Your senior year in, in high school, that's when you start coming in kind of pushing against your parents a little bit. You come in at about 11, 10. Your parents are kind of groggy. They're laying in bed. They're like, all right, you're back. I'm like, yeah, I'm back. And you start edging that curfew just a little bit past that 11, starting towards 1130, but not really, not, not throwing it in their face. You're still home by 1130, but you know not to have that conversation. Now, go to college. This is where the gong show starts because You've just gone to school. And for a lot of people, you know, people, uh, people had different experiences in high school with drinking and, and partying and stuff like that. But your freshman year, when you come back for Thanksgiving, you have had a solid two and a half months of condensed drinking and partying education. And when you come home, you want to show everybody your new skills, right? You want to show them all. You want to show them all. So you end up going out about, about 10, you know, when you're in high school, you're not going out at 10, you're going out about 10 and you're saying, mom, dad, I'll see you when I see you. Right. I'll see you. They may say, Hey, let's not get crazy. We're going to grandma's tomorrow to be back at a reasonable time. And you're like, all right, 1230. That's when I'll be back. So you're out maybe one, right? right? Every year from that point forward, the drinking is hidden less and the time gets further out every time. You know it and I know it. By the time it's your senior year, you're on the downturn. You're actually probably staying in more That's and right. you're hanging out with your dad and Matlock. So really your sophomore and junior year in college, that's really where it comes in because your senior year, you're just ready to call it a day and get out and start working. It's kind of funny. It's like you're almost retired. So, you know, you're almost retired now. You don't want to like jump out there to the scene anymore. You want to sit down with a nice book, a nice a little glass of scotch, sit down with your dad, watch MASH, you know, talk about politics. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't do that. But I know what you're saying. You you kind of get, you age yourself out of the game. Before we leave this though, Hank, I do, let's go back to the spend the night out game. So my spend the night out game, my sophomore year, 
to my senior year in high school, I would consider it legendary, right? Legendary. I was thinking back about uh, to this lap two weeks ago. We were all shooting the bull. I spent the night out on a Friday night from my sophomore year to my senior year. Every Friday night except five, Hank. Not include not including holidays, but I I spent the night in my bed from sophomore to senior year Friday night five times. I just but first of all, I lived across the bridge. I lived kind of far out, right? And so if people were to pick me up, they didn't want to drive me to Bethlehem to drop me off. So they were like, oh, just spend the night. And okay, cool. And then you know, another, oh, just spend the night. I'm picking you up. Just spend the night. And so my mom and dad, they were like, it's Friday. Chad's Chad's gone. We'll see you on Saturday. We're stuck Chad. with Jeremy. We're yeah, stuck with Jeremy. There. And who knows what Jeremy was doing back then. So uh, my poor parents. But anyway, I love them to death. And let me ask you this before we move off. And I know my mom and dad are very keen listeners to the show. So I'll ask them to turn down the volume here for the next two minutes. Were you a sneak out kind of kid? Like when you got home, you made the curfew. It's 1058. Curfew's at 11. Mom, dad, I'm home. Go to the refrigerator. Pour your glass of orange juice. Grab you a little uh, oatmeal pie from the pantry. Then do you ever, did you ever sneak out after they thought you were nice and warm and safe in your bed? I did not. The only time I ever snuck out is when I was staying at other people's houses. And um, I never snuck out of my house because for some reason I knew if I got busted, I'd get killed. Yeah. So uh, I was pretty I was a pretty by the book kid growing up. You know, I didn't I didn't get in much trouble and I kind of played by the rules through high school. And so I never pushed the envelope. But every time I did sneak out at somebody else's house, parents called us and we got in some trouble. So that might have curved it. I remember I remember sneaking out with a good friend of mine in eighth grade. Okay. We're in eighth grade and his, they, we went outside, said, we're going to shoot basketball. We went outside. I think one shot went up. Then we sprinted through the backyard. Okay. So it was so stupid. The parents were still up. They knew we were outside. We went off, we snuck off. We came back like two, three hours later. That dad got into that kid's butt so hard Outside the door, I was sitting in his room, and I just hear him taking this butt lashing. It goes on for 10, 15 minutes. The dad commits that he is going to private school the next year, right, on this. And he did. And he did. So I, then he grabs the handle to the door to come in. He opens up the door, and he goes, all right, Hank, night, buddy. <laughs> just From that day forward, I was like, that guy's a serial killer. My favorite memories of dads and like when you're spending the night out, it, this goes back. God, I, I don't know how my memory works like this, but I just, there's some things I just, I would never shake. So I was in sixth grade and Jeremy will get a kick out of this because they used to give me heck because I would hang out and spend the night with Jeremy's friends. Now this is weird. Hey? So I'm in junior high, right? Sixth grade. And I did have friends, but for some reason they would include me in their spend the nights, right? So they're fourth grade. I'm sixth grade. And I was spending the night with them. Just odd. I don't understand. But I, anyway, that's what we did. We played a bunch of sports. Maybe that's why. I, anyway, they needed an extra one. So I'd spend the night. I'll never forget. We stayed at one of Jeremy's best friends. I'm not going to say his name because it would embarrass him. But his dad was infamous 
walking around in his tidy whities nothing else on, right? Just walking around in his tidy whities Like, let's say it's 6.30 in the evening. We're not talking about late at night. We're talking about in the evening. So we're all sitting around eating pizza. And then here comes his dad down the stairs, walks by the TV. What y'all watching, kids? Just in, and not like tidy whities that like are Calvin Klein. We're talking about the old baggy ones that he's had for about like 23 years. You know, they're baggy in the butt. You know what I'm talking about? Those oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I don't know. the leg, the legs were all loose. The legs are yeah. all loose. <laughs> really loose legs. Um, I'll just never forget. It. Every time we go there, you know, you could just count on his daddy coming down the stairs and then tidy whitey. So anyway, spend the night parties when you're young. Does Harris spend that night out a lot? Oh, oh yeah. You know he, he he doesn't mind. I mean he he enjoys spending the night out. He hadn't done it in a long time because because of COVID. You know, I mean a lot of people are kind of cutting that off, but. Um, he loves going over to other houses. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that kids kind of pick up on is being an only child. Harris doesn't have the same, um, atmosphere that some of his friends do, do like, you know, a good friend of ours, the youngs have four kids. So when they go down for breakfast in the morning, it's, you know, there's a lot going on, Yeah, you know, Harris, Harris says it all the time. He's like, came back and he loves it. You know I mean? He loves that kind of environment, but he was like, and it's wild over there in the morning. He's like, it's pretty quiet over here. It's wild over there. So, well, you know, Robert, getting that- if you don't get in line to eat over there, boy, you're going to be, you're out of luck. You know, you got to get down. You got to be out of luck. Rub on or you're out. Yeah. Yeah, you're out. But, you know, he um, he does enjoy staying out. And, you know, I kind of, I like staying out too when I was little. You know, it's kind of funny. There's some kids that just don't like it, and which is fine. You know, they, they just don't enjoy staying out. They want to be closer to home. But he does like to go out. So that's- it's always a plus. I hope he can get back to being out there more. Yeah, I hope so too. They say the vaccine will be uh, introduced to your nation within the next two weeks, sometime in mid-December. I don't know when that means that we'll all be able to take it, but uh, I don't know if you've even had this conversation. If the vaccine comes available to you and your family, Hank, have you talked about what y'all would do? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, it's always scary because you don't know, you know, that was quickly tested and everything else, but with Reagan's heart condition and her medical history, you've got to, I mean, she's got to, if she's got it, then we've got to. So, um, you know, I think we're put in a position where we would, you know, would take it immediately. And I don't, I don't know if I wouldn't take it, even if her health condition was different, but I don't have to make that choice. So, you know, I, I'm really thinking too much about it. How about you? Oh yeah. We just, as soon as it becomes available, we will be in line to, Get vaccinated for sure. And I'm hoping the American public will follow suit because uh, anyway, you hear a lot of different stories that millions and millions are going to refuse to take it. You know, that really does us no good. We all need to do it as a nation, I would think, to be safe, safer, if you will. But anyway, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to us, which will be yeah within the within the month. So it'll be some interesting uh, conversations for sure to creep up about this vaccine um, well, you know you know we won't get we won't get to make that decision in a month because it's gonna we probably won't get it until mid-spring that's true that's you know true. because you know they had those four thousand the 40 million doses or whatever and you know it takes two doses you know i didn't realize that until i read it earlier is you know you have to take a dose and then two weeks later take the other so that's 20, um people that are going to get um a dose of it so you know it's going to go to those individuals that are in nursing homes you know, have a real, you know, are going to real 
trouble with it. And then it's going to go to the people on the front line, people like Ray, Mm -hmm. you know, said a healthy individuals like yourself and myself, it's probably going to be spring before we, we get to get in that line. Right. Right. But you're exactly right. I'm just saying starting in December is when you'll hear the controversy regarding this vaccine. You'll hear it every day. You'll hear it every every, uh, water cooler conversation, every Christmas party you go to. So just get ready. It'll, you'll be uh, overwhelmed and overloaded with the conversation, but it is upon us. So another thing I wanted to talk about just briefly, Hank, we had a big, big, big time uh, golf tournament come to Hickory a couple weeks ago that a few fellas put on with the help of, Lake Hickory Country Club and a bunch of other people kind of just rallied together and put the first annual Town Cup Championship on. Um, it was an incredible event. You happened to be a part of it with us. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you saw, what you felt, the energy level? Talk to us about the weather. I mean, it couldn't have gone off any better in my eyes. Thank you. It couldn't. I mean, I tell you what, the weather was perfect and I hate that I didn't get to play because the one I only got to play Saturday mornings. There was four different uh, nine hole intervals, and I only got to play one of them that Saturday morning and a little bit of the second one um, on Sunday. I mean, and um, the weather couldn't have been more beautiful, first of all. And you know, the good thing about that is, and I've played, a, you know, a good bit of tournaments out at our club or whatever, it was serious for the fact that people wanted to be competitive, mm-hmm. but it wasn't serious to a point where you felt like you're, you know, you're going to let somebody down. This putt was off. It was, it was a very com- a spirited competitive atmosphere with very little pressure, which was, uh, it, which is a lot of fun because, you know, you take somebody, there were people out there that were scratch golfers that were on your team. And then there were people that were 18 that were on your team. So, you know, it, it, it made it for a fun weekend because you were expected to do, just what you were expected to do. Yeah. Just have fun, have fun. play golf. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I'll you be there next year for compliment. sure. So one of the, the great things about the tournament this weekend, it was on a, a golf course that is surrounded by our, like our friends all live on this golf course. So everywhere you go, there's a cooler there. There's boom, boom, boom. Everything you need is right on the golf course. And so there were two stations. There was a station that Bloody Mary's, you know, you pop up anytime you want to make a Bloody Mary, there's a little station right there. Go to the fifth hole, boom. If you want a fireball shot, get your fireball shot at the fireball station. Then there's, like I said, beer coolers and waters and Gatorades. Well, anyway, on Sunday, I see you early on a Sunday morning and we're cruising up. We just happen to be going to the to the same place. That's the Bloody Mary bar. And later that afternoon, somebody said, have you ever tried a Hank Imer Bloody Mary? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I was with him when we made these Bloody Marys, he didn't make mine, but what is so special? Three people told me this, Hank. I, he, they were like, you got to try a Hank Imer Bloody Mary special. What is spe- so special about your Bloody Mary concoction? Well, number one ingredient's love, Chad. La- love goes into that Bloody Mary, I got to tell you. So, you know, I, I, uh, let me first put it. Frank Young was the individual that had that great Bloody Mary bar and he had every ingredient that you could ever want to make a great Bloody Mary. And that is what makes a good Bloody Mary is having the right stuff there. And if I I can't tell you all the parts because it's, it's, um, you know, it's like shooting a great jump shot. It just, it's just natural. You know, it's just, it, the pour feels good. So we have vodka, we have Bloody Mary mix, we have Worcestershire. Yes. We have celery. 
we have pepper, mm. we have lime juice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. None of the olive juice, none of the other stuff, and then stirred with uh, with uh, celery. So, okay. you know, it's all these different parts. But you know what? The big ingredient is it's love. And oh. I can tell you right now, the gentleman that I made those for. I appreciate that compliment. I've worked on the uh, Bloody Mary craft for a long time. Yeah, so the funny thing is I played golf with him last weekend. He was drinking a Bloody Mary. He never – I was like, dude, what's up with these Bloody Marys? He was like, Hank Ivers got me hooked on Bloody Marys. So anyway, congratulations. You just hooked another alcoholic, Hank. He's probably at 12 to your repertoire. But uh, anyway, that tournament was phenomenal. Thank you to Matt Pitts who really helped get that thing going, that boy. Oh, that boy is something else. His energy level is like no other person I know. Uh, so thanks to the Lake Hickory Country Club and thanks to all the people who participated. It was a phenomenal tournament. The first of many, I believe, we'll have out there now that we've proven that we can uh, we can put it on. So anyway, good job to everyone, my friend. Um, good job. Wrapping up fantasy football, Hank. This is the last weekend of fantasy football before the playoffs start. Are you in contention to make the playoffs this year? I got to tell you, man, this is this is sad. I am right now, depending on what happens, it looks like I'm going to win this week. I will win this week. But until I get that victory, right now I am three victories. Ugh. And I am tied for third place in my division. That division. Very, very weak division. So it is going to come down to this, Chad. It is going to come down to, I must win this week, which I am. I'm going to be tied with your brother. Yes. Your brother beat me head to head. Okay. So I'm playing next week, Jay Caldwell, which could not be a better combination because his team's off. Yes. Right. Your brother is playing LT Thompson, who is equally as terrible. Yes. Okay. So now it's going to come down to, can... LT beat your brother and I beat Jay Colwell because if that does, it holds your brother out for yet what, another eighth year or whatever, however many years Jeremy has lost. Um, so, but yes, I am right on the cusp. How about you? Well, good luck to you. I have to win and simply just win and I'm in. If I lose and Mr. Steven Sparks wins, then he's in and I'm out. I've been on a th- I'm on a three game losing streak. I was locked and loaded, and I've lost the last three weeks, which have put me in this predicament. But anyway, one win and I'm in, so I'm feeling pretty confident about my chances. Uh, I am the uh, returning fantasy football champion in this league, so you cannot hold a champion down. We will be there again, Hank. We will be there again. Count on. Hey, us. what the real the real question mark is going to be moving forward. Like this game, like so. Take the game today was yeah. supposed to be over the weekend, or it's supposed to be Thursday, right? Thursday. Yes, it was supposed to be Thursday, and then they pushed it to yesterday, and then they pushed it to today. Would you have risked, like, if you needed Ben Roethlisberger, would you have risked starting Ben Roethlisberger, be, knowing that his game, the game today, might get canceled? It could get canceled. I had Big Ben Roethlisberger, and I put him on the bench because it's too risky. You can't risk getting your starting quarterback a goose egg if they don't play, right? So I benched him for another quarterback, and, you know, it turned out okay. But anyway, I think this game actually kicks off within the next half an hour. I think it starts at 345. So anyway, how weird is it we've got NFL football 
on a Wednesday at 3.45. Is this not bizarre? It's weird. It's so, bizarre. It's so really weird. weird. And you know, and you know the the, reason? You, how can you? What? Go ahead. I was going to say, you know the reason they put it at 3.45? Why? All right, because, you know, the NFL is king. NFL really decides, hey, I, I want to be on primetime, blah, blah, blah. They took a right. back seat. The first time they've ever had to take a back seat, they took a back seat to the lighting of the Rockefeller tree is tonight on NBC. And so they pushed. That's why they're playing at 340. So it wouldn't get conflict mm-hmm. with the lighting, the advertising and all the stuff of the lighting of the tree, the Rockefeller tree in New York City. So the tree mm-hmm. has more pool than the NFL, Hank. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's that's one ugly tree. Yeah, um, you know, but, you know, you like you have it now where. You know, like James Conner, I have James Conner, has COVID. Will he be able to come back for the next game? You know, it, it has wreaked havoc with fantasy football lineups that COVID has because you've got guys that are just out for weeks. Not, you know, right now I'm looking at my schedule. I have two on the IR and I have one under, and both of those are uh, COVID. I have one under concussion protocol. And another one's hurt. I mean, you just got people just banged up everywhere. And let's face it, your team, even if they did, was no COVID or weren't hurt, it sucks anyway. So it did, it wouldn't really matter for your team. But, you know, for teams like mine, it really has affected it greatly. You're, you're really something else. <laughs> I know I am. Well, Mr. Hank, you know, we're wrapping up episode 55. Can you believe we've had 55 episodes of Big Fan? And this is the third volume, which means it's basically our third year. Our fourth year will kick off January 1, we'll say. So we've almost done this thing for nearly four years, Hank. Four years. That's that's crazy. Who would, who would even allow that? Exactly. What is the mesh thinking to keep us a bunch of dummies on a, on the broadcast for four years? Anyway, I hope they continue it in uh, 2021 because I predicting some big big things in 2021 for the hmm. big fan family Hank uh, before we leave today is there anything else we need to discuss uh, uh, you know would you like to hear my Christmas list that I'm going to email you so you can make sure you purchase all those great goodies for me before the holiday um, you know anything else sure let me hear about? what you let me hear what you want yeah uh, we'll talk about it privately because uh, you know can't discuss these things on, over the air but anything else going on for you this weekend friend no, I think what, you know, these next few weeks, we're certainly going to start to see um, Christmas. You know, we talked a little bit about Christmas, but I want you to be thinking over the next two weeks about Christmas traditions that will probably are going to be made because of what we're going through. And then maybe Christmas traditions that we're going to lose. Like, for example, you know, if you go to church on Christmas Day um, or Christmas evening, I think that my church has one of the beautiful Christmas services and I hate that we're going to miss it. But that's going to change from here on out, um, at least this year, these months. And so there's going to be other traditions out there that we're going to lose. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see what we're going to make, you know, as a new tradition and what we're going to lose. So be thinking about that. I want to have that conversation when we come back. That sounds like a really, really good conversation to have. And I will be prepared for it. You know, I'm not going to get off the subject, but you made me think of something. Think about church. You know, I mean, our family was a family accustomed. Maybe we didn't go to church every week, but you know, twice, three times a month, Wednesday suffers. You know, we've almost had a year without church. You don't really think about it, but 
that's a big part of our our lives, not only religious part of our life, but our social part of life, because we saw our neighbors, our other churchgoers, uh, our church family. And you know, it's been almost a year since we have really walked into the church. So odd, man. So odd. Um, so anyway, that is a good, good con- conversation that we will have in a, a couple weeks on the next big fan. And also, let's think about... Uh, be prepared for let's talk about what our kids want for christmas what we're looking forward to for christmas my mom who's been at the beach for a month with my dad we asked her what she wants for christmas and she said chad olivia Lucy rose and jennifer she said i am being so serious about this i just want to be able to see y'all i don't want i don't want any material gift i don't want anything i just want to be able to hopefully soon just see y'all and give you a hug because the girls have not hugged their grandparents Man, I don't even know how long it's been. So anyway, crazy. That'll be the gift uh, everybody gets for Christmas this year is being able to hug a loved one. Yep, that's exactly right. That's good. Well, that that would be a good gift. I thought you were going to say she wants some time away from Tom, seeing that she's been <laughs> with Tom. <laughs> she probably wants that too. But anyway, uh, well, Hank, man, it's so good seeing you. So good talking to you again. We're still doing this over our basically Facebook Live Zoom meeting. Uh, Hank's at his ha- at his office. I'm at my house. Soon we might be back in the studio. We'll see. I doubt it. Probably not until sometime in spring. But you know, until then, we'll keep rocking it this way. I think hopefully our audience is enjoying it. I know I am. So, buddy, enjoy your weekend. Um, we what are you doing this weekend? Will I be able? To, are you playing tennis? Playing golf? Are you hanging out any this weekend? I don't know what I'm up to this weekend. I'm gonna. I, 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 there's some, last weekend. Well, we got one more weekend of soccer, but. Um, I don't know what we're doing. I'm sure we can bump into something. Um, okay. Because I play, play you again in tennis because I, yeah. I, you know, there's a there's a good chance that you haven't beat me in the last like five times that you played. So if you want to play again, let's do that. That's ridiculous. Uh, Jennifer is heading out of town this weekend. Uh, Hank, she's leaving on Saturday morning and spending the Saturday evening in Asheville Christmas shopping and making reads with some friends. So who knows what could happen on a Saturday at the East household? Who knows? But anyway, I'll make sure I text you if anything comes about. Okay, friend? That sounds good, buddy. All right, my friends. All right, then, to the big fan audience, thank you again for listening. We'll look forward to speaking to you in about two weeks. Peace. Lonely is a heartbreak dream. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.